Good morning. My name is Randy Horst, and I teach in the art department here. And um, today's convo deals with Tolerance and the Other, a special themed student art exhibit that's currently down in the basement of the library where there is a gallery. First, I'd ask that everyone, please, out of respect to the speakers, please turn off electronic devices or other kinds of distractions that would kind of keep you going someplace else uh, rather than focusing on uh, what we're here for today. Um, I'm going to start some slides here of some of the examples of the artwork that's in the exhibit. And you can take a look at them while I'm speaking as an introduction. First of all, the exhibit is sponsored by the Art Club and the Art Department together. This is the fifth year that we've done something like this where we've picked a theme that we think is relevant to the um, campus culture and values uh, and given that over to art students and to see what they can do with that. This particular year's exhibit includes 45 artists. There's over 60 works of art and they come from a variety of art classes including drawing, ceramics, painting, jewelry, photography, and sculpture. Now, in the work that you're seeing up here, if some of it's not what you thought you might be seeing or expecting to see, then uh, you might have been expecting to see what would show up if I had gone to a group of students and said, I want a poster, or potentially an advertisement, or a public service announcement about the topic of tolerance and the other. But instead, we, used, we encouraged our students uh, to work about the work from this theme to create art. And that's a different process uh, than creating a poster or an advertisement. And to illustrate that a little bit, I'd like to use sort of an analogy of journeys uh, as a way of describing the difference between those kinds of approaches. Uh, I grew up in Denver. And if I wanted to go someplace in Denver, then I knew that I needed to go three blocks this way, take a right, go five blocks that way, take a left and drive two miles, and I would be where I needed to be. And I also knew when I arrived, right? I had an address, I knew what the building looked like, and even if I chose to go a slightly different way to that particular location, I'd know when I had gotten there. That's a lot like what posters are. You, need, you know where you need to go, you know when you've arrived, there's a particular purpose involved. But also growing up in Denver, and in Colorado, one of the things I liked doing was going into the mountains and camping. And when we were camping, we liked to go hiking. And hiking was also a kind of journey, but if you're going for a hike, you have some other kinds of questions to ask yourself, like what direction are you going to go in? Is it gonna go over there to that mountain? Are you gonna climb over there to follow that ridge? Are you gonna go down that, up that valley over here? Or are you going to follow this path or this river? And when you go along that, those, um, once you decide which direction you want to go in, uh, you run across all kinds of unexpected things. Uh, you might run into elk antlers. You might run into interesting kinds of rock formations. You might have run into a, an old miner's cabin, uh, potentially a meadow full of uh, interesting wildflowers. All kinds of things that are part of the journey, but weren't necessarily the reason you set out uh, on the journey, and you weren't necessarily expecting to find all of those. The other thing that makes that journey different from being in the city is that you have to decide when you're done. Like, are you tired? Is that the time to turn around? Is it late in the day? Uh, is there a group of menacing clouds coming over that ridge? All those things sort of help dictate and give you an inkling that maybe it's time to make some kind of change or that you're done on the journey. It's time to turn around and come back. So that kind of journey is different. You don't always know where you're going to get to. You have to kind of explore. You have to be curious. It's a way of finding opportunities as a journey rather than getting from point A in order to point B. This exhibit and the work that you're looking at fits that much closer than the journey in the city. These students were given a general theme and what they did with it was up to them. 
where they went with it, what they thought about, how they decided to, to formulate or make the object that they made is completely individual, completely unique to their particular journey and their path. Uh, in a little bit, I'm going to invite seven different students to come up here to introduce their work, to talk about it, to share with you their process. What did they think about? How did they make it? And those students in this particular order are Maria Jantz, Dona Park, Aliyah Munley, Antiana Terrell, Seth Crable, Artie Woodward, and Ida Short. And they'll come up in just a minute as soon as we're through with this set of slides. I'm Maria Jantz, I'm a senior. Um, Randy introduced this project to us at the beginning of last semester and I thought I was gonna work ahead on it and I didn't. Um, so the time came to actually do the project and I just made this huge list of others and I thought of race and gender, religion, sexual orientation, age, language, political views, a lot of things, but I just felt like it was really difficult to pick one other. Maybe that's just because I'm really indecisive about some things. Um, but ultimately, I thought one of the things I really wanted to explore was the idea of empathy across all of the borders of these arbitrary categories that we make for ourselves. Um, so I made a few sketches, and I decided that the one that I wanted to go with would be the one that required making three separate portraits instead of just one, because it shouldn't be too easy. Um, so the people in this picture are um, a wonderful former roommate of mine, Liz Bryant, um, an old woman who I met on SST, and some guy who came up in a Google image search for a man with beard. <laughs> so they're obviously all very meaningful for me. Um, the words in the background are different prayers and they're all transliterated into the Roman alphabet because my Sanskrit script is not so great after midnight. It's not super great before midnight either. Um, so I put them all in the English alphabet. Um, and they're alternating phrases of prayers from Christianity and Islam, um, Judaism, Buddhism, Hinduism, as well as some agnostic and atheist quotes on faith, um, including Carl Sagan and Douglas Adams. And the method I used here was that I made each portrait, and there's um, on the far left just permanent marker on paper. Um, the next one over is a watercolor background and um, paper cutout over that. Um, and the next one over is Conte Crayon. Um, so I made those three portraits, and then I cut them all into strips, which was terrifying. And I assembled them on this background. Um, and overall, I guess, I don't want to dissect this piece too much, because then you don't have to think about it at all. Um, I know you don't necessarily come to Convo to think, but, you know. Um, yeah, so I think the meaning of something can change a lot between viewers, and it's even better over in the exhibit, so you should go check it out later. Hi, I'm Dona Park, and I'm a sophomore, and 
This is my art piece that I did for the exhibition, and the title of it, it's, it's called A Family Portrait. But before I start like giving you what the underlying message is, I'll just talk a little bit about the form. So there's a lot of like harmonious slash discord of colors, and I use the grid to organize everything, so it's very formal in that way, whereas the colors make it super playful. And I used acrylic painting, which helped me give that flat um, feeling in the whole process. And I took inspiration from a comic book. I didn't want to do anything realistic. And some people might even say I use pop art colors, which help to the comical, cartoony element. And the process was pretty interesting because you might not realize it, but I took a photo of my face and I replicate it in the four squares. So the faces that you see in the painting are actually my face, but with a lot of different physical features. But um, in developing like the theme of the piece, for me, interculturalness and diversity is super important. And here, it's called a family portrait. And we see four figures, a mother, uh, father, son, and daughter together and to some people it might depict like the ideal intercultural family but if we look at their facial expressions they're still not comfortable with each other like the man on the top right corner like his furrowed brows that's not an expression of being comfortable or I guess yeah so the idea of tolerance we want to accept the fact that we're tolerant of other races and ethnicities and perhaps even different beliefs. But in my painting, I wanted to display that we're still uncomfortable with the idea of in integration by having these four figures side by side in like a stereotypical, um, typical family portrait. Thanks for looking at my painting. <laughs> All right, I'm Aliyah Munley, a senior. All right. <laughs> um, you guys have to bear with me. I'm just going to read my artist statement. OK. Um, in early November of last year, I saw the documentary, Pray the Devil Back to Hell, which followed the story of the Women of Liberia Mass Action for Peace, a movement that brought an end to the Second Liberian Civil War in 2003. Thousands of women joined forces and organized nonviolent protests until their voices were heard. When the women protested, they would sit in a fish market and pray all day long, even despite severe rainy weather. They went on sex strikes, refusing to have sex with their husbands, and forced people to listen to them and their stories. After seeing the film, I was struck with just how empowering it can be to claim woman as your identity. I've always believed it, but these Liberian women helped show me again that being a woman is a strong, special, beautiful identity. So when I was faced with the prompt, tolerance in the other, I took the approach of looking at gender as the other a way to explore what it means to me to be female in today's world. Instead of focusing on the disparities between genders that are painfully still evident, I chose to focus on the strong, empowering aspect of the female identity and the strength we share. In the first piece, the, that one. <laughs> in the first piece of my series, I used the image of a mandala to help portray this idea. Mandalas are used in a variety of ways, ranging from ritual symbols in Hinduism and Buddhism, to practice psychologist Carl Jung used to help articulate his feelings. 
However, the definition I use for my piece is a symbol that represents a journey through meditation and prayer, and also a symbol showing the importance of strength and community, both qualities I feel are common to the female perspective. I chose this image because I think it represents what the women of Liberia did and created in a time of conflict and unrest, fighting the societal definition of a timid woman. My second piece, um, okay, my second piece is focused on the beauty of being a, being a woman and supporting the idea that the female identity is a beautiful and empowering one. Often flowers are used to portray women's reproductive organs and fertility, so I used a variety of flower-like shapes and radial patterns in my artwork. I see this series as a celebration of the empowered woman and an homage to the Liberian women who fought for peace. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. My name is Antiana Terrell. I'm a double major in art and writing. And my piece is society, chained by society, my bad. And when I did this piece, it took me a very long time to actually decide what I was going to put on the canvas that I painted, or more so how exactly I was going to put it on the canvas. I wanted the piece to be very powerful and show a whole lot, and I think it does. Um, I was thinking more so of like what tolerance was, and I couldn't really think too much of tolerance. Instead, I thought more of intolerance. So I decided to portray that, and I did it through a lot of the things that were going on with the Ferguson case and other things like that. So I decided to put up a black man and put him in chains because essentially a lot of minorities are chained by society with a lot of racial profiling and I figured this image showed it. The colors in the background are supposed to be representative of um, police cars and it's supposed to show how like a walk in at night can turn into a car chase in, in another minute. And yeah, I essentially started out one way and then kept going and kept adding more paint and adding more paint and adding even more paint and got even more frustrated. But after a while, I got to this point and I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I feel like a lot of the paint that I added onto it added to a lot of frustration and emotions that I felt and I'm pretty sure a lot of minorities also feel. So, thank you. All right, so my name is Seth Crable. I'm an art education major. This is a self-portrait that I did. Um, so this is gonna sound a little cheesy. There was one night I was feeling, I was just having a really rough night and I was crying. And the first thing that comes to my head is, oh hey, let me take a selfie. I wanna let. <laughs> so I took a picture of myself and I wanted to use this in like an art piece that I was doing. And this isn't actually the piece that we were supposed to do for Tolerance and the Other, but I submitted this one instead. Um, so the whole, the whole thing for me was very much process oriented. 
Um, I kind of put down the original paint and just splashing everywhere. Like my section is just a total mess. Like there's paint all over the floor, paint all over me. It's just a whole wreck. Um, and so as I was working on the painting, uh, I was just getting frustrated with it and didn't like how it looked. So I took my palette knife and just, just scraped, just like cut over and over, all over, um, which would be like my body on the painting. And so that's where like the white marks are slashing across the page. Um, and then I mimicked that with drips. And so where there was like heavy amounts of paint, I just took tons of water and just like wash it off so you can feel it like dripping off. So it's like parts of me are just kind of like dripping off. Um, yeah, there were just a lot of emotions that like went into this. And so the way this comes back to tolerance and the other is I decided to focus on tolerance as tolerance of myself rather than looking outwardly. Um, like there's so many emotions like, I mean, although I'm all in all, I'd say I'm a happy person. They're definitely, they're sad and anger and that's where like the blues come in and the reds come in and you see they cross the body, mixing, getting all sorts of different emotions there. Um, and then real quick, I'll put in a plug, like my other, the other painting I did was a self-portrait of charcoal. Um, and if you come to the basement, you can see that one. That one was also sort of finding tolerance of yourself. Um, the title of the piece is called Out of Darkness. And so it's like a figure is standing in the black, like complete shadow. And then all you see of the highlights around the body um, and a figure standing in a strong pose, kind of pulling himself out of darkness, but not all the way because it's part of me that's like always gonna be there and something that I'm gonna have to tolerate with and work with for the rest of my life. Thanks. So this is the piece that I created for the Tolerance and the Other exhibit. Um, it's an acrylic painting titled with one of my favorite Jane Eyre quotes. Um, here it is. I have an inward treasure born with me, which can keep me alive if all the extraneous delights should be withheld or offered at only at a price I cannot afford to give. Um, as I was contemplating the theme Tolerance and the Other, I was surprised to find myself becoming very angry. Tolerance is often confused with acceptance, when in fact tolerance often doesn't even breach engagement. It's a false place in which one can repress anger and, and uncomfortability into a lukewarm, easy to handle, socially acceptable, distancing oneself from the problem. So, um, the, and the inclusion of other in the theme further implies this distance between an us and between a them. I was surprised by my strong reaction to this theme. I think the reason that I reacted so strongly to the theme is because it's very personal and very familiar. In this predominantly Mennonite context, one in which I have grown up in most of my life, tolerance is an accepted and an even a respected state. My Mennonite experiences have valued tolerance over conflict, even at the price of progress. However, I would argue that conflict can be healthy and is often needed. So I used this project as an opportunity to emote and record whatever came to mind, significant or otherwise, without paying any particular attention or care to the end product. I focused on the process of the painting rather than the aesthetics and made the painting solely for my own benefit. The resulting painting is one that's potentially uncomfortable with a nude female figure as the focal point. Um, it is not meant to be visually pleasing or easily comprehensible, but I would challenge all of you to approach this piece and instead of tolerating it, um, attempt to explore it um, and understand it 
And I won't explain why I use the Jane Eyre quote because I'd like you guys to figure it out. So, thank you. Good morning, my name is Ida Short. I'm a senior art major and piano pedagogy minor. And my piece for the student show is entitled Tolerating Myself. And this is an acrylic painting. Um, and it shows two heads. Both of the heads are my heads. Hence, it is a self-portrait. Um, and this painting was a lot of experimentation, technically, for me. I tried to kind of stay in one color, kind of like in the purpley area of paint. And I also only used a palette knife, so I didn't use any paint brushes. And that was really fun. And if you ever have the chance to do that, I would highly recommend it. I had several ideas and thought processes that went into this piece. And I'm just going to say them after the other, one after the other. And some may resonate with you, and some may not. And that's totally fine. It is so easy to see other people or other cultures as being unlike ourselves. When I went on SST to Tanzania last year, I expected to find many differences between myself and the other cultures there. And, long story short, I did. But I also found so many similarities. I also found humans who loved me almost unconditionally without fully knowing me. When I first heard the theme, tolerance and the other, I thought of the many times on SST when I had to live with myself. The culture I belong to, the American way of life, sometimes does not leave space for others. The American way of life is not necessarily sustainable and impacts other parts of the world and other cultures in ways we cannot see here at home. How can I live with this part of myself that I maybe did not necessarily choose? I'm extremely privileged in so many ways. I'm extremely lucky. I also make mistakes like every other human on this entire planet. And since my return from SST, I have tried to extend love and forgiveness not only to others, but to myself. Something that American society values is perfection or independence. And sometimes these things can be hard and can lead to self-hate if you feel as though you are not up to society's standards, if you cannot perform well, if you cannot communicate well. It's important to ask yourself, who sets these standards? Who's telling you that you're not good enough? My piece, Tolerating Myself, is a self-portrait that was made to embrace all parts me. The parts of me that often confused my Tanzanian host sister by saying things incorrectly literally every single day. The parts of me that have had a really hard time readjusting to life in Goshen after life in Tanzania. The parts of me that do not conform to the mainstream media's beauty standards, which are ridiculous and we could have an entire other convocation about that, but we're not going to right now. <laughs> Having love and grace for yourself is so important, and while this piece is a self-portrait, it is really a creation for everyone that struggles with these type of issues. So what you've just witnessed, both 
people talking and looking at stuff. It's a little bit like having musicians come up here and talk about their music without actually hearing the music. It's kind of an appropriation or approximation rather of what the experience is like but not the real thing. So right now, in a second, you're all going to be invited to come over to the basement gallery of the library. So if you go out the door, enter the library, walk into the library and go down to the left set of stairs, at the base of the stairs, you'll end up taking a right and walking into the gallery. There you'll see all this marvelous work. Seeing it live is way, way better than seeing it here on a screen in a room where the lights aren't all that conducive to looking at it. Uh, you'll get a chance to see who actually did each piece. You get to see what the titles of the pieces are. Uh, give you a chance to sort of interact with them. And if that weren't enough, there are cookies there for you also. So without any further ado, please join us in the basement of the gallery. Thank you for coming this morning.